0: Who is ready for franchise growth? I'm Nick Carlos, Charles Nicola. Welcome back.
1: Nick, this is um this is exciting right now.
0: Never before in the history of franchising has FranX come into play. And we're here.
1: So Nick, the um this is our first video under the FranX flag, just a preview in terms of what we've been planning out with FranX, the value and really how we could help drive franchise development and growth.
0: Uh, I mean, great statements. I mean, that's why today uh, the title of today's conversation is get me more leads. Damn it. Um, you know, that that's a big part of what I think the franchise audience is is looking for. that's not just the franchisor. That's, that's a franchisee and the supplier too. And everybody focuses on grow my business, grow my business. So Fran X, like our, our job is gonna to be to help you find the X factor. Uh, but the reality is it's gonna shift. It's 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 more than just one thing. It's the the, the matrix of data is so large. Um, but yeah, we're I mean we're gonna we're gonna give you give you our best. And we're going to build this community to give you the best, best information that exists in franchise Period. No, no more bullshit, uh, garbage stuff uh, that exists. Um, we're, we're going to give you authentic materials. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah. And and I know today we're going to talk about leads, but I think the key that you mentioned about community. So everyone in our Franchise Growth Mastermind community we powered through uh, Q one, two, and three of 2020. Um, and this is all about accelerating the community, building out other platforms, more communications. And um, this weekly X-Factor video is gonna be one of them.
0: Yeah, and for, for those of you who have signed up for our webinars, I mean, there's, there's been a billion of those, um, or our summit that we put on earlier this year, uh we are going to include you on this uh newsletter our our mission is to uh create the best newsletter that exists in franchising Period. so uh the voice of it is going to be lighthearted, so you actually want to read it um quick quick hitting information um so we're going to send these out on fridays uh we have the first one geared up to go out tomorrow uh, we're going to film these videos live on tuesdays or thursdays depending on how uh charles and i our schedules look for that week um but yeah we're here think, think of us as the pilots of the community um but that doesn't mean we are the community um and that doesn't mean that that our ideas are the only ideas that are are going to exist but uh yeah i mean th- we're getting rid of the political bullshit. there's no political bullshit in X. like you want to be a part of our community uh now if you're an idiot and post dumb shit on our Facebook page. Which mm-hmm. There are some of you who have done that. We will remove it. Period. We're not going to let crap go up there. Uh, but yeah, this is this this is us. This is video one. Um, but it feels kind of like riding a bike because we built so much content over this crazy uh, coronavirus uh, world that we've been living in.
1: So let let's um, let's dive right into lead gen, right? And and so, and I guess Nick, you could frame it up, but. Look, we're right now in October 2020. We all went through a collective experience, uh, quarter one, quarter two. Um, There's been a lot of change. Um, and, And I guess now we need to tee up where we're going with lead gen. really has nothing to do with pandemic, no pandemic. I think this is all about how do we get to rock solid lead gen, and how do we avoid implementing lead gen tactics that were great 10 years ago, but... They no longer good
0: yeah so so a few points i would make one is i don't, I don't know that the demand leads has changed meaning uh, what i hear from franchisors we want more leads we want more leads we want more leads okay but let's let's get clear on this first you do it's not leads that you're chasing i understand the math behind the lead uh you're chasing deals and the deals right now are they getting done? Yeah, there's still deals getting done, but you gotta understand. Like majority of brands, your buyer has a few things going on mentally uh, that you need to help them overcome. One is fear of the unknown. Uh, I mean, I just I was just looking on a uh, coronavirus tracker. I, I stopped paying attention to it for a while, um, and a lot a lot of states are doubling up in, in virus counts right now. Now, whether that's politicized or um, you know not apple-to-apple data because uh, you know more more tests means more positive results, sure. But the reality is that like that that's an uncomfortable thing that exists out there. That's that's going to make people have pause or reservation before they buy a franchise because we're asking people to invest their life savings, uh, take a risk in a business that they have no control over. Um, oh, and they have to go do all the HR stuff and operations, sales, marketing, uh, supply chain stuff. I mean, like it's it's not an easy sale. So one, like give you more leads. That statement is still being said, but we need to take a step backwards. One, we really need to hone in on the deal, um, in my opinion. Two, we, we need to start talking about the term deal value. Um, stop trying to spend five grand to get a franchise deal. Uh, when it's going to be worth to you in the short term and in royalties in the long term and exit, call it a half a million dollars, spend a little bit more to go get the right person in. There are brands. You want to, you want to look at the top, top brands that exist. We're the ones that their franchisees continue to swallow up more footprints because they know it works. So if you get one person in there, that's going to be one unit franchise owner. You know it's, that that's that hurts you too. So my my point on all that is is lead generation or growth generation or franchise uh, development. Like, start looking at it as a wider scope. Um, last comment, then I'll shut up for a minute. But it still blows my mind. Like even on resales, those are those are like the ugly stepchild of franchise sales, and franchise sales aren't rewarded for the resale. But the retail, in my opinion, is a billion percent what franchising is. You build up a business, you it on your own, and you were able to exit it as a franchisee because you were able to sell it. Now it may not be the sale that you expected, and it might not be the multiple to a private equity firm that is swallowing up franchisees, but the resale is still a victory. It shows like protection of brand that you can exit it. Yet on a sales cycle, back to the franchise sales team, it's not treated at the top. And the reality is the resales also cannibalize the leads that come in because there are a lot of buyers that are like let me just buy the thing that's already created i'll I'll, I'll make it better so um, unfortunately i mean at franx we can we can talk all day long about how it should be and how it really works um short-term memory uh exists and we're gonna walk away from this this conversation someone's gonna be like yes i agree let's go get the details
1: let me me challenge you here right so In these videos, we're looking for those X factors, right? And I, look, I I understand franchisors that want leads. I understand why they want them. I understand you run a media company, PR and digital. I understand why you're saying, look, it's not about leads, it's about deals and deal flow. And then where I would challenge you, I mean, I'm a convert, to, to the philosophy, but where I would challenge you or a franchisor would, it'd be like, hey, Nick, I get your philosophy, but I feel like if I have more leads come in, I have a better opportunity for potential deals. And if my conversion ratio is X percent, it's better to have X percent of a bigger uh, lead flow than than not. And, and, and that's the knee-jerk reaction. That's my own knee-jerk reaction. So how do we, like, work through this X-factor-wise becomes a foundational element as we move forward with for X? How do you respond
0: to that? Um, so let, let's take your business, Charles. How many, roughly, how many new franchises are signed on with you, say, in 2019? Mm-hmm
1: startup or existing franchise total total
0: 30 to 40 right how many conversations did it take you to get to 30 or 40.
1: oh i mean our so it depends on the conversion ratio of existing franchisors out there when they contact us for conversations, like 98%. New franchisors, it's 20% conversion.
0: Okay. So you're going to sign one out of every five conversations. You sign 30. Let's say half of those were were on the single call. The rest of them took 15. To get the other 15 emerging, uh, you needed like 75 different conversations last year. Let's say each conversation is an hour. So you're talking about roughly 120 hours of conversations to close your 30. Okay. Here's, th- this is exactly like we're not applying real business back to franchising. Because I'm the same way, like our closure rate is fairly high. It's not overly challenging for us to point out all the things or the issues that they've gone through with another agency that over promised them the world and then didn't, didn't deliver on it. And I come in, I'm like, I'm gonna be realistic, I'm gonna tell you how this actually works and we're gonna guide you to, to winning. So step one, point one is, both well, you're in my business, we close, I'm going after quality, really working hard the referral network, making sure our existing clients are happy, that's how our businesses grow. And the reality is the same is true for franchising, the bulk of franchise brands grow because their franchisees are satisfied. So that's, that is that, that is that is by far, if, if I wanna be like be challenged on lead number, do I agree that more leads should equal more deals? Yeah, but man, if you're hit batting 2%, then you're either playing the wrong game or you haven't fine-tuned your process, or you're not looking at it the right way, it's like, why are we why are we settling on 2%? So Buffalo Wings and Rings, I remember this year that they, they got 17 deals done, call it a $2 million investment, million to $2 million investment. They had 600 leads, 17 deals, 600 leads. That's pretty good for that investment range. But they were able to spend a hyper-focused dollar on really going after the right people. But the challenge is we don't look at holistic data to come up with the conclusion of how many deals should we grow in the next year. And if you if you start start at that bottom number, let's say you need ten deals, and last year you did ten deals, great. We're gonna do the same thing. Let's go up a level now. Let's look at applications. Okay, so the closure rate on first-time franchisees is twenty percent, and the closure rate on existing franchisees is ninety percent. If we take Charles's math, go up another level, we can start laying that out. Now let's get up to the lead numbers. Do we have a pipeline of people that are inquiring? Sure. Are some of those not gonna be qualified and ready to buy? Absolutely. Let's put them over into another, another puzzle. and let's, let's give them some content that when, when they build net worth because the hope with every human being is we're gonna to continue to build more net worth. We didn't dismiss them. We didn't kick them to the curb. We're facilitating a conversation with them. So my, my total point is, I understand why Franchise Leads is trying to be simplified but it's complex, and and secondly, throw throw everything on the table to if, if you want to win at this game, throw everything on the table and make make sure every aspect of it counts. Do I think this is going to happen? No, there are well, we definitely have some super super sophisticated clients that look at the, it this way. Um, then we have a lot that say, go get go get me the leads. And the reality is that now the last point that I'll make, and then I'll I'll shut up on this, but. It, like the real, like the areas to spend money today. Yeah, if you have all the money in the world, could you buy some print? Yeah, is, is that working? I mean, people aren't going to the offices like they used to. Could you buy TV? I guess so. Could you buy radio? People aren't in their cars anymore. So you're left with digital. Digital ends up being the, the the easiest pathway to getting in front of people that could potentially buy a brand outside, and, and not even outside. You should be getting in front of your customers too, who already are validating like your product. Um, so you can give, like, say, I have five million dollars to spend. We can figure out a way to spend it, um, but I don't. I don't know that that changes it. Like, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Well, so let's grab this,
1: right? Because you struck home to me when you said um, we need to make sure our clients are happy, right? So for us, that's a holy grail. There's no, we don't onboard clients without happy existing clients, and and so. Your push away from hey, at least my interpretation, and I'm a i am if we focus on deal volume, volume of potential leads as opposed to real deal transactional flow, that focus on volume of leads is going to create blind spots potentially, right? And some of those blind spots could be franchisee validation. They could have to do with conversion funnels and cycles, brand itself. So I mean, is your point like, if all you do is focus on volume, you're gonna have all these other blind spots. And you also mentioned sort of like a quality metric. So if you were giving a franchisor a scorecard on quality metrics, sort of like a 10 point check, do you have these 10 items to maximize your leads to deals, what would be that 10-point quality checklist? All right. One I think would be franchisee validation, right?
0: A billion percent, without okay. that, double your budget. But look, I mean like, think, think about the budget, like if we take the it took you 100 hours, and 100 hours is not fair. Uh, you have proposals, you have follow-up calls. Let's say it took you 300 hours to close your clients last year. That's how much you had to commit to um, to business development for argument's sake, let's say 300 hours. And let's, let's add in there another 200, uh, hours for biz dev conferences, cocktail hours, et cetera. Right. That gives you, you spend nine hours a week on business development. That, that gives you about a, you know, a fourth of your week is spent on that. When you have a hundred leads come in that need to be qualified, qualified, let's say 20% of those answer the phone turns into a lot of people to get a deal done and a lot of time spent. And the the reality is when we're looking at how much is our cost per deal, we look at external marketing spend, we don't look at internal resources committed to. Um, And I I do hear CEOs get frustrated that salespeople bring the wrong people to a discovery day. Um, But that's a CEO's fault because the CEO puts a lot of pressure on these salespeople to go sell franchises. So it's it's a very complex business. The 10 things, franchisee validation as it sound, uh, product, um, vision, are those are those sound? Uh, cost to get in and how much you can make, is that engineered properly from a business standpoint? Um, validation, we talked about, can I open in the market that I wanna open? Or are you trying to convince me to go somewhere else? What is the time to open? How long is it gonna take me? When do I know that I can quit my job? Um, am I able to run this as a semi-absentee owner? Um, Is this an investment or is this me like grinding? Uh, That changes the game. Um, Can I scale this? Is it scalable? Can I get multiple units going uh, within your brand? Um, I mean, I'm sure I could think of more, but like when you start going down this list, lead generation is not just getting them in there. Now you're qualifying across all these areas. Again, complex.
1: Yeah, that, I, see, I I like um, lists like this, because to me, this is also a blueprint for, hey, is your franchise sales website answering these questions, and is your communication funnel with your prospects answering them also, right? So it'd be great, as much as you can automate on that sales process, so if you have your, your A-level candidates, you're going to engage more. Those B-level candidates, depending on the medium that attracts them, you know, you take them through automated cycles in terms of, you know, assets that can be reused, videos and and other uh, media
0: tools. Totally, and that's where like, what I in this won't happen. This is this is pipe dreams, and I'm real. I'm real about it. I understand it is a pipe dream. Really, it's like for I'm going to get a deal, one deal per hundred leads. What would a world look like if we said, I'm going to get a deal, one deal per 50 leads. And now, rather than spending, you know, $10,000 to get the hundred, you spend $10,000 to get the 50. That means you've just doubled up your investment into each of those leads. Does that increase the quality? Does it change the outreach? There's a, there's a brand, I'm, I'm going to leave it nameless for the, for the moment and, and maybe we'll, we'll talk with someone from their uh, brand at some point. No commission paid to their sales team, no development goal. They give them the right budget, they say run with it, you know what you need to do, get us franchisees who are going to be successful. Don't bring garbage into our discovery day, don't bring garbage into our brand. We're going to pay you fairly, we're going to pay you like you would knock it out of the park go knock it out of the park. Interesting approach. It changes the game, it's not about leads. And ultimately, like, that's how my organization runs too. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm never talking about go get me the, where are my leads? Like, go find me the right businesses that match our culture, that need our help, that are have been burned by some, some other shop, Let's go find those, let's have those conversations. Let's actually be an asset so we're part of their team, not some vendor supplier garbage that sits on the side. So-
1: but Nick, so um, I get it and I love the paradigm, like it's better to have one deal per 50 leads than, or have 50 leads one deal versus 100. And I get the budget part, but then there's the burn part too, because there's brands out there that have spent a good amount of money and have not seen that ROI. Right. And, it, and this might be the topic of like a future video, but so they're not seeing the ROI. So there's, there's definitely that bias. Um, well, listen to what you just said, Charles.
0: Talk that. What? If we had all these, every, every, every franchisor that's joined the mastermind on Facebook or Have interacted with us on some of this stuff. We put them in a room. So, said, How many of you feel satisfied with Mm -hmm. what we spent last year? Not gonna be many. I mean, there's certainly gonna be some, and there there are Cinderella brands. There are brands that fly and take off. Um, I'm still gonna call that the 1%. Majority of franchisors are gonna be disappointed with the dollars that they spent in the previous year because they, they never align their expectations to how this actually works. Of course you're disappointed. You wanted 100 leads. What you budgeted for was 20, which got you one deal. You're pissed because you set your own expectation much higher than reality. I don't know what to say.
1: Well, but I, there's brands where, again, they believe they're budgeting for hundred and they get 20. It turns out they were only budgeting for 20. And then, then comes in the factor, are these 20 less qualified than the ones you would have, if you just focused on 20, right? Which gets to deal flow and lead flow. But then, you know, I, I guess we're chipping away at a bunch of things here, which is what's underlying the brand culture. How do we identify our perfect franchisee? And so again, I'm looking for that silver bullet and it never is. It's gonna be all of these things. But as we do a takeaway here, how do we from a foundational or fundamental standpoint in terms of franchise development team focus, how do we go from a lead flow focus to a deal flow focus where it's not just a term, we can implement it and how do we shift that paradigm?
0: Yeah, I'm, I will make these takeaways simple, and we'll, we'll capture this in our uh, in our uh, recap video, or I mean our recap email is going to go out. So, one, uh, and this is, this is the way that my, my brain would work. Uh, go understand deal value. What is the value of that deal to your organization? Then, in a quiet place, ask yourself, how much are you willing to pay to go get that in return. So if you're gonna get $500,000 back in cash, in royalty, from a franchisee coming in, and let's just say your corporate net is for, for easy, easy math is 10%, so you're gonna make 50 grand after expenses, without not, not on the multiples on exit, but 50, 50 grand on the 500,000 that a franchisee pays you on one unit. Are you willing to pay 50 grand for that? Maybe, if you're, if you're in a, a plan to go exit, are you willing to pay 30 for it? Maybe. And and I would challenge you, uh, challenge all brands. Uh, you're, you're already paying crazy amounts, for the deal, uh, what you pay the brokers. So you're already, you're already conditioned to do it. Um, so, one, engineer the deal value. Two, go look at your websites. Uh, what is your why you why now? Is there a message on there that Aunt, like, purely, simplistically says, this is why you want to buy our brand? This is why you want to buy it now. If you don't have that? Go correct that. That that automatically is going to uh, change things up a little bit. Three, um, make sure you don't you're not tossing out all the work from the previous year. The average buyer is taking six months from the time they decide I'm somewhat interested in the brand to the time they become a lead. That means activities that we're doing today they're going to show their face at the end of Q1 of next year. It, it is what it is. That's how this works. Don't throw out the leads from the last from this year. Nurture them, continue to put effort against them. Four, now get to lead generation. Uh, Find your assets, who are your franchisees that validate, build content messaging creative around them to really champion their stories, get it in front of the target markets that you wanna get in front of, markets that are smart for you to grow in, whether that's because of the economic conditions of that state, or it's because you have a successful franchisee in that state, or because your competition is growing units in that state. Do those four things. And I think you've got a good pathway to success. The reality is I can give you a list of 100 things to do, but this whole it's complicated to be a franchise salesperson or a professional when you're going after leads. I get it. Do those four things. That's a good starting point.
1: No, that, that makes sense. I, um, look, the, the deal flow focus forces an evaluation internally and, 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 and really understanding that deal value and organization value is going to be key. That's good. I Look, I, I think for our first video, we've accomplished something that we don't fully understand, but if we could piece all this together with the community. We're going to have those X factors. We're going to have those Cinderella brands, and we're going to actually not have Cinderella brands, but just have stable growing brands that are doing good.
0: Oh, totally. uh, your, your data is your data. I mean, I still use one of these old school calculators. And I was told by, uh, Laura Mormon in our company this morning that I'm one of two people, me and my wife, who still use regular calculators. Um, but use your own data, it's it's all there. Um, be realistic about this thing. Um, and yeah, our, our community is here uh, to help you. Uh, we have two comments, whether they are good, love with you, Nick. Oh, thank you. I don't know who that's from, but I appreciate it. Uh, love these two guys. <laughs> and we'll create a segment called love these
1: two guys <laughs> now this is good and so what's coming up is um is community so there'll be a weekly newsletter we will have these weekly uh x videos um, our mastermind community is going to continue to grow and that's an open industry community and down the line there's going to be some master classes in-person events and we're really going to build up together as a community and, and really come into 2021 in a strong way.
0: Yeah, and eventually we'll stop apologizing for going 27 minutes. Our goal on these is 15. Yeah. We just got to say, and look, most the industry blocks us out of speaking at conferences anyway, so this is like, we to to shine. This is our chance to give you that, Francher, uh, I, I think that we're playing off the word brand. Um But here, here are some things that, uh, one, if you haven't signed up for any of our events and you want to throw your email address in the comments below on any, on any of the platforms that you find this video, we'll capture it and we'll send you the newsletter. But what you can expect tomorrow, uh, we have, uh, the next McDonald's, we are calling it the big idea. We have some news you can use about franchises. So you don't have to go find things. We're going to pull it from you for you. We have five franchise brands to know. We're going to highlight some brands. We're franchisees who are kicking ass. Uh, the franchisee is King. We have a great segment that I love called "Yo Broker Sell My Franchise," um, and then we end with the bottom thoughts, which is just a few thoughts from us. So we're we're gonna have this newsletter coming out tomorrow. Check your email boxes in the afternoon soon. We're still figuring it out. Not yep. But hey, lead generation is freaking hard. You can do it. We're here to help. I'm Nick Piles, Charles and Arcola. Peace. See ya. Bye.